Welcome to Witch Weekly. Happy Halloween. For those of you who are pagan, happy Samhain. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday. I want to thank you for tuning in today. It's very special for me, but my very first podcast episode. Today we're going to talk about personal philosophy and efficient witchcraft and how they tie together. We're going to dig deep on that here in a few minutes. Um, next episode. Next episode, I'm going to have my coven here with me. I'm very excited for you all to meet them, and we're going to talk about what witchcraft looks in everyday life, how it looks in everyday life. It does look different for everybody, and you may have witchcraft incorporated in your daily lives that you might not even recognize. So we'll get into that next episode, so be sure to tune in. Today, as I said, we're going to talk about personal philosophy and how it makes efficient witchcraft. The reason I want to talk about that today is really made most clear when I talk about how I've been trying to record this episode. I've attempted many times. I've been trying for many weeks. If you're somebody who participated in my Tumblr posts at all, you'll know that it's been a while since I asked you all any questions about this podcast. I've been struggling. I've been struggling because I recognize that I haven't been true to my authentic self. I've been too caught up in the what-ifs and the how-do-it and all that jazz, if that makes sense. <laughs> so today I'm going to start with who I am. I mentioned before, my name is Robin. First and foremost, I'm a witch, I'm a martial artist, and I'm a human being. I'm an assistant manager at a restaurant and bar. I'm a full-time student at a community college. For me personally, my witchcraft, my martial arts, and my spirituality all tie very close together. Think of it as a DNA strand with a single line running straight down the center, unmoving. With that line being my spirituality and the two other lines orbiting around it in sync with each other being my witchcraft and my martial arts. These are the things that make up who I am in the deepest parts of me. And I mention the deepest parts of me because personal philosophy is dealing with who you are in the deepest parts of you. These are the guiding principles that help you make your decisions, that make up who you are. Why do you decide to make the decisions you make? Why do you decide to say the things that you say? These are all dictated by your personal philosophy. It's who you are. Your moral code, if you will. It's important to know, and it's important to understand. Especially when talking about witchcraft, I've gotten so many questions about how to get started and beginner tutorials and being a witch 101, pretty much. So I encourage you to start this journey with this episode. If you want efficient witchcraft, witchcraft that works, when you do a spell you get the result that you desire without a migraine that lasts for three days or incense that stinks and smells up your entire apartment complex, I invite you to listen to the rest of this episode. What I've found in my own life, I feel, can help a lot of people out there with their own craft. But if you're not interested, go ahead, turn it off right now, and click back to the next episode. We'll be talking about practical applications and witchcraft every day, and we'll get into the more fun stuff. Today's a philosophical discussion. There's a book I've been reading called The Living Tao by Il-Chi Lee. I can have a link to it down below in the description for you. It's such a good book. It's a deep book. I'm barely maybe three chapters in, and I've had to set it down multiple times just to really meditate on what I'm reading in this particular book. 
there's one quote that really stuck out to me the last time I had it in my hands. That quote is, my emotions are not me. Rather, my emotions are mine. And that's a paraphrase. It's not a direct quote. But I found it interesting when I read it. And as soon as I read it, the thought came to my mind that as a witch, the witchcraft we practice, what we aim to do is literally move energy. The energy in the earth, the energy around us, the energy in a situation, that's what we look to change and manipulate to alter the results we'll get. Interesting to think about emotions, emotion, literally energy in motion. Our emotions inside of us are energy, energy pathways, energy that spikes and moves in a specific direction. And understanding that those emotions belong to me, they're mine, they're not me, they don't make up who I am, but they're mine, they do belong to me. That means I can manipulate them, that means I can move them. If I don't like how I'm reacting to a particular situation, I can change that reaction, I can redirect that energy. If I woke up today still bogged down by yesterday's frustrations, that's good news because that frustration is energy. And I can choose with my actions and my thoughts to change that energy, to move it in a different direction, a more positive direction. I came to this understanding on a deeper level, not really a conscious thought level, really a couple years ago. I was reading another book. This particular book is Healing Magic, A Green Witch's Guide to Conscious Living. That's by Robin Rose Bennett. Highly recommend that book, especially for those of you who have never practiced witchcraft at all before. It's a very good beginning starter, reconnecting with the earth and reconnecting with yourself and understanding the magic and little things of every day. Highly recommend it. It's not necessarily an advanced witchcraft book, but it's a book that changed my life a couple years ago. I was going through a serious struggle, very hard time in my life. I was struggling with my identity more than anything else. This book really restored my confidence. It helped me get reconnected to the earth and myself. I had to make some decisions as I was reading this book about my personal philosophy. I had to actually sit down and decide in myself, who am I? Who do I want to be? That day I made the decision. My principles, my guiding principles, some of them anyway, empathy. I want to be empathetic to others because everybody's going through something and you never really know what that something is. I want to be kind. Kindness is another guiding principle. There's no reason for me to spread hate or negativity in anybody else's life. We get so much negativity from natural causes already. It doesn't take any more energy to be kind, to smile at a stranger or to give somebody a compliment. It's something I truly enjoy doing seeing the joy and brightness in other people's lives. Some of my other principles come from not necessarily stemming from my witchcraft and my deepest soul on that side, but from my martial arts, who I am as a martial artist. I started martial arts when I was seven years old. I was a very little girl. And the more I learned, the more I practiced through the years, as I've never stopped to this point, I built myself up on a particular foundation of discipline, respect, honesty, and control. These four guiding principles make up the other half of who I am. Not to say that I'm just separated into two halves. 
of course. We're all multiple layers and multiple levels, and I'm still learning about myself, just as you are about yourself. But these things that I've mentioned, empathy, kindness, honesty, control, respect, discipline, these are the things that I've decided to live my life by. These are the guiding principles. Every decision I make are based on these principles and being true to who I am. When I'm faced with a situation and I'm not sure where to go, I have to center myself, sit down and go back to who I am on the inside, the deepest levels of myself. Once I'm centered on who I am and I remember my guiding principles and I'm firmly planted in those principles, then I can look at the situation and make a decision. Which decision reverberates best with who I am? These guiding principles will look different for everybody. Of course, your guiding principles might not look like mine, but you'll have them. If you're not sure what they are, I invite you to take a look at yourself. Take a look at who you've been listening to, what books you've been reading. If you're not sure or you haven't been really reading anything to help you reveal these things, I recommend that you start looking, start digging. Take some time to sit down and meditate on yourself and who you are. Who do you want to be? What are you passionate about? What kind of in impact do you want to make on the world? How do you want to be remembered by other people? People you love. How do you want people you love to interact with you? What kind of impact do you want to make on them every time you speak to them? These are the things that make up who we are. And these are the very basic foundations of your guiding principles. And you can build on them. You can decide what to keep and what not to keep. You can decide what to implement and what not to implement. And that's the fun thing about this. This isn't a daunting conversation. Rather, I find it very uplifting and encouraging. When I dug deep and got deep into my personal philosophy, although at the time I was dealing with an identity crisis, the result is a stronger person. I'm happier today than I was before. I do better work than I did before. My grades are better than they were before. As a matter of fact, since I've started digging deep on my witchcraft, or pardon me, since I've started digging deep on my personal philosophy, my witchcraft has gone deeper as well. New doors opened up and new opportunities presented themselves to me. And every spell and ritual, pretty much every single one I've done since I've started digging deep on my own personal philosophy has been successful to a big degree. I'm not talking about successful with, I did a money spell to help cover bills and I got a little extra bonus from work. I'm talking about serious spells that had serious specific results and I got those specific results. I won't talk about those spells here at this moment because there were some personal ones that I did for other people as well as myself, and I'm not going to get into details. On a side note, I will have other episodes where I get into specific spells that I've done in the past, how I did them, and what made them successful. We'll get into that conversation in another episode. This episode being about personal philosophy. The further I dug to personal philosophy, the more successful I was in my witchcraft. And I want to think about that for a second. I want to stick there. Why does my personal philosophy tie to my witchcraft so closely? You might think, what does this guiding principles, as you say, this moral code, sure, everybody's got it. Why should I spend time thinking about it, right? Why do I need to take time to really develop myself, my personal philosophy? Gosh, it's such a, such a term, right? Sounds kind of foggy. But 
thinking about it, I want I really do want to stick on this. My personal philosophy is at the core of my being. It doesn't have to be quotes from books or quotes from authors, quotes from speakers, although it might be. For you, you might find a book with a quote like I did. You might find a speaker, somebody like Jim Rohn or Gary Vaynerchuk, who you really like their principles, the way they live their life, and you might decide to adopt those principles to your own life. Or you might sit down and meditate and really dig deep on yourself and who you want to be. You think about that ideal future. You know, we've all thought about that ideal future and what it looks like, what it feels like to be the person you really want to be, the kind of successful person that you want to be to make an impact like you want to make an impact. If you sit and meditate on that, that person in the future who you would love to be, making the kind of difference you want to be making, if you meditate long enough, the kind of principles and decisions you need to make to be that person will come to your attention. If you ask these questions and go looking for answers, these answers will find you. And I encourage you to do so. You know, the deeper I got into my own personal philosophy, the more I surrendered myself to this personal philosophy and making these decisions and deciding who I really wanted to be, I got deeper into witchcraft, as I mentioned. My witchcraft became more successful. And I really started to feel closer to that future, my ideal future, who I really want to be. I felt closer to that person than I ever have before. I can sit here and imagine having kids and building a family, and I think about the kind of mother I want to be, the kind of woman I want to be at that point in my life, the kind of energy that's going to surround me, and the kind of energy that I want to emit from myself. And the deeper I dig on personal philosophy, and the more I understand how everything ties together, the closer I feel to being that person. The older I get, the more I can mature into that person that I want to be. And that's the exciting piece of personal philosophy. The deeper you dig and the more you decide, the more you practice your personal philosophy and implementing it in your life and in your craft and in your spirituality, the closer you can be to being the person you really want to be. Maybe today you're not happy with yourself, and you'd rather be somebody else. My friend, you can decide to be somebody else. You can decide to change your decisions, change your actions, change your emotions and your thought process. Maybe you're kind of happy with who you are today, but you feel like there's more that you can be getting out of life. My friend, I also encourage you to dig deeper. Really focus on the good decisions you've made and what made them and the bad decisions you've made and where they took you. Now I'll warn you, this isn't going to be an easy journey. Taking a good look at yourself and your personal philosophy is going to take you into deeper sides of your mind and your emotions that you're probably not going to like. I know I didn't. But it was necessary for me. I had to go through this purging process to become the person I am today, to open up doors to become the person I'm going to be tomorrow. These open doors in witchcraft and this energy that I feel and the successes that I've had, even in little successes every day that as I'm learning to recognize, they all come from me making the right decisions with my personal philosophy and myself on the inside. As I mentioned, it's not going to be easy. This is a, this is a struggle, and it's something you have to work on every day, and you truly have to be dedicated to it. Another personal philosophy, personal principle of mine is dedication. I've dedicated myself to a life of martial arts. I've dedicated myself as a witch to this earth and the 
spirit that I worship, the spirit that I communicate with and connect with in my own spirituality. These are things I'm dedicated to, and I'm dedicated to being my authentic self, and it's not easy, but it's fulfilling, and it's so worth it. Friends, I invite you. I invite you on this journey because it is worth it. The better you understand yourself, the better you can understand your craft, and the more fulfilling an experience it's going to be. Boy, witchcraft can be so fulfilling. I'll give you one example. I know I said I wasn't going to get into particular spells today, but there was a spell I did the other day to find a lost item. This item was a family heirloom, and I thought I knew where it was, but when it came time to look for it, I couldn't find it anywhere. My partner and I tore apart our apartment completely looking for this particular heirloom. It was so important to me, and we couldn't find it. Three days in a row, we tore the entire apartment, top to bottom, and we didn't find it. Crushed. I was crushed and defeated, and I knew it was not possible that anybody could have taken it, but it wasn't there. It wasn't here. It was lost. And in my past, I've lost things that I knew it was, wasn't possible at all for anybody to have stolen it, and I've never found those items before. So you can imagine when this one turned up lost, the kind of dread and negativity I felt in my soul. Now, instead of letting that emotion rule me and control my actions and throw me into a fit or a pit of depression, as I'm prone to throwing myself into from time to time in a tantrum, I took this energy, negative as it was, hard to, hard to swallow as it was, to my altar. And I did an X marks the spot spell. So I have a small zen garden that's got sand in it and I cleared the pattern that I had there and I put an X in the center and drew a little path from one quartz crystal into the center of the X. Said a couple of words. I can't recall to you what I said at the moment because I did it on pure instinct. It was pure emotion that I allowed to come out in the form of a spell. I lit some incense in the center right on top of the X and I let it be and I walked away. And it was probably a week later after this spell that I did, my boyfriend was looking through the closet, happened to get down a particular duffel bag because he was looking for something else. He opened it up and found a couple of shirts that I thought I had lost in the move. And then he found something of his that he thought that he lost in the move. And sure enough, the next pocket he opens, there's that family heirloom of mine that I'd been looking for. I had no idea... And in myself, the day I was looking for it, I had remembered thinking to myself, I should tuck this away somewhere else. And that's how it had gotten moved. But boy, finding it in the most random place in a bag we thought we had lost with a bunch of other stuff we had thought we had lost just shows up and everything's fine. Nothing's damaged. Everything's there. Not only did I find that one heirloom, but I found several other pieces of clothing that I had been looking for that I've worn multiple times up to this point. What an incredible day, an incredible experience, a rush of relief and joy flooded in. This family heirloom was so important to me. And man, a successful spell. There's nothing like it. There's really nothing like a successful spell going through. As a matter of fact, I'll mention right now my day job that I have. I'm a part-time manager at a restaurant that's local. I did a spell to get that job. I was looking for a job that wasn't going to stress me out. I could show up and do my best work and be my authentic self and then be able to go home and not stress. I didn't want a job that was going to take up all my energy. I wanted to work part-time, and I also needed to pay the bills. You know, these are a lot of 
these are a lot of requests. That's a steep ask. I knew it was a steep ask when I started looking for a new job. So I did a spell. And in the spell, I put the most important pieces of the job that I wanted. Low stress, enough money to cover bills, an environment where I could be my authentic self without having to worry about other people being combative or drama. I really wanted less drama. And then, surprise, I had to go put in the work. I had to open up my laptop and dig through application after application. I had to sense the energies of these different jobs and apply. And I got three responses. The first two responses I received were from jobs that I really wasn't sure I wanted to work. There was just something, something told me that wasn't it. It's not it. Don't take that. Don't take that job. Don't go to that interview. It's not it. People would say I'm crazy because these jobs were offering me more than I was making at my previous job. I'd be making more money. The hours would seem to match up. What could go wrong? And I happened across this little restaurant, very locally owned, seemed pretty small. And I looked at their website, and something in me sparked. Something told me that that's where you want to work. I was thinking at the time it was because the listing was for a barista. And not only do I love coffee, I live off of it, and I enjoy making it. So what, what could be perfect? A morning position. I hadn't worked mornings in a very long time. I had worked nights and weekends. A morning shift, making coffee. Sounds pretty low stress. I can focus on other parts of my life. You know, it's just a job. Nine to five, I can just show up and do my job and go home. So I put in an application, and I didn't hear back for about two weeks. Desperate for a job because I had quit my last one, and I was running out of money to pay the bills. But I didn't want to respond to the two jobs that I had. Even I had interviewed with one, and something still felt wrong. I sent a follow-up email, and they got back to me. The next day I interviewed, and the day after that I started my first day. It's been a full year since then, and I've worked my way from morning barista to morning bartender to part-time manager. I still work part-time. I'm assistant manager, not full-time. You know, there's a manager above me, but we work so well together. The owners of this particular restaurant are fantastic, fantastic people, and I truly enjoy working for them. And the guests we have come in to eat are all from the neighborhood. And it's a great environment, it's a great community, and I really enjoy it. It was a very successful spell. These are the joys of witchcraft. These few spells that I've done, the deeper I've gotten into my personal philosophy. And I'll mention that spell for the work, the spell for my job, I did directly after going pretty much on a month and a half retreat into myself to really work on my personal philosophy. The spell for my job was the first spell I did right after all of that, as I dug deeper in myself and deeper into my own understanding. To say the least, that spell was successful. I love my job and every other piece in my life as I've dug it deeper into my personal philosophy and implemented it into my witchcraft has seemed to work together. And it's such a wonderful experience. I really wish each of you the same experience that I've had. I'm really hoping that through this podcast I can guide you through the steps that I've taken and guide you down this journey that I'm on. Everybody should be able to experience this. The rush of a successful spell. The peace of understanding who you are. And being okay with it. It's okay to be you. Not only is it okay to be you, but I celebrate people who are their authentic selves. 
when you're true to yourself, you really don't have time to care about anybody else's opinion. And it's such a place to be. You're so free. Free to be you. Free to make the decisions you want to make. Free to spend your time how you want to spend your time. Even if you have to show up to a job that sucks. Working with people who are draining. If you keep in mind that you are who you are. And if you learn to love who you are and accept who you are, even the dark pieces that maybe you don't like too much, if you learn to love them, such a new world opens up for you. My friends, I invite you on this journey. This journey of witchcraft, as I've found it, within myself, within my personal philosophy. Such an incredible journey. Such an incredible place to be. I wouldn't change it for the world. I would never take it back. I've been through some struggles on this path, and life is not easy, as many of you know. But it's something I enjoy. It's a challenge I'm enjoying tackling head-on, head-first. Another great part about being a witch is you don't have to sit back and let life happen. You can take hold of the energy around you and forge a path, your own path, your own unique path. Being centered in yourself and being centered in your personal philosophy is step one. I mentioned it before, and I've kind of danced around it, but I want to be very direct in saying this. When you are centered on yourself, and you have a foundation of personal philosophy, guiding principles that you follow, that define who you are in your center, from there, you can open up your energy pathways. Whether you've studied chakras and understand those energetic pathways, we can talk about that at another time. Whether you understand it as something else, or regardless, when you stand on your personal philosophy, particularly, and I'll put this in an example, I meditate before all of my spells. And in this meditation, I focus on going deep into who I am. And I strip everything away, right down to my very core, where I stand on my guiding principles. From this place, I open up all my energetic pathways, and I clear out any negative or stale energy from my system, and my area, my space around me whether it's just my altar or my entire apartment, depending on what kind of spell I'm about to do. Once I clear the energy pathways, I build the spell with my guiding principles as a foundation. I gather the ingredients that I'm able to without damaging the environment, as taking care of Mother Earth is one of my guiding principles as well. Such a beautiful planet we live on. There's no reason that we shouldn't take care of her as she takes care of us. I don't want to harm anybody else. I want to be empathetic and kind to everybody around me. So my spells never seek to rob anybody of free will or really harm anybody. And this is excluding excluding curses and different hexes and different things of, of that nature. And we'll have a specific episode on curses and hexes. Um, I'll probably do that particular episode with my coven. But building my spell... I first solidify myself on my foundations, and then I build from there through clear energy pathways. And the times that I've done this very thoroughly, when I was successful at clearing energy and centering myself, these were the spells that worked the best. These were the times where my witchcraft succeeded my own expectations. These deep levels, my friends, these deep levels that I've experienced since digging into my personal philosophy, they're so worth the challenge. If you want to be efficient in your life, 
and in your witchcraft. If you want desired results without the struggle and the pain that I've been through. Here's where I recommend you start. I invite you to take a look at yourself and your personal philosophy. Take a look at these guiding principles. You have them, whether you know them or not. See if they suit who you want to be. If they do, perfect. Build on them. Meditate on them. Really understand them. Write them down if you can. Putting words to your guiding principles can really help you understand exactly who you are. If you're not exactly sure how to recognize them, or if you even have them, I recommend looking outward. The couple of books that I've mentioned, and I'll have them linked below, good places to start. Listening to somebody like Jim Rohn or Eric Thomas, he might be better known as E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I'm not sure if you've heard of them either. Good places to start. They've got a lot of good things to say. Gary Vaynerchuk's another one. He's got a podcast, The Gary V Audio Experience, and he's also on YouTube and various other social media platforms. I recommend his content to you as well. Take a look at him. Take a look at how he's moving about and how he's making his decisions. These are the places that I look to whenever I'm feeling a little weak in my own personal philosophy. Most importantly, as I'm listening to content or watching videos or reading books, I'm always with one ear to the ground as far as myself goes. I look for how these other people and their principles fit into my own self and my own principles. You can adopt a set of principles from somebody else, but if they're not true to your authentic self, they're not your guiding principles. So I recommend that you be careful with who you listen to. Make sure it's authentically you. Because the authentic self, the authentic version of yourself, is the most beautiful version. It's the version I invite you to find. It's the version I invite you to expose to the world. Because the world will be a better place for it. I thank you again, my friends, for tuning in today. A little bit of a heavy topic, in a way. But it's so important to me. And my witchcraft is so important to me. And the fact that many of you would like to hear from me has really moved me in a direction. And I want to be authentic. I want you all to really get an authentic sense of who I am as a witch and how I practice my craft. And this is it, step one. If you've made it this far, I congratulate you. I'm not sure how hard that was to get through. I'm hoping you enjoyed this episode. Further episodes will be a lot more light, a lot more carefree. We'll get into some fun topics, of course. If you're looking for what I did today, Halloween, Sawin, whatever you will, however you call it, check out my Tumblr, yourfutureauthorinlaw.tumblr.com. I should have a blog post going up about a couple of rituals I'm planning on doing, and I should post some results as well, whether it's today or the day after, however, however I find time to do it anyway. If you have questions or suggestions, topics you'd like me to talk about, I ask you to reach out. You can reach out to me on Tumblr through the messages section or the ask box section. Questions I get there, I'll answer on Tumblr and also on my podcast if requested. You can also send me an email ivorycauldroncreations at gmail.com that will also be in the description below I'll answer all emails um, any questions that you would like featured on the podcast please let me know any questions you would not like featured on the podcast please let me know that as well more than happy to respect everybody's privacy of course I'd invite you all to check out my Etsy as well as I do have a few things going up for sale I've been considering these things that I make, they're calligraphy pens, dip pens, um, very beautiful, made with cruelty-free feathers. 
I've been considering enchanting a few, so if you're interested in an order of a customized pen and you would like me to enchant it for your grimoire or book of shadows, or even for writing specific kinds of spells, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk to you about that. The Etsy is in the description. Thanks again. I'm sending you all love and light, and I'm looking forward to you tuning in to the next episode.